What is up, people? Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamar Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's up? Yeah, what's up, Shamari? Uh, not a, uh, it's been, uh, we, we did a show last week, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, we, you know, we, we, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a little bit, but, um, I, I feel like, uh, there have been some developments, especially in Star Wars Resistance, because, uh, we're, we're in the season finale now. You know, we talked about, you know, a week or two ago that it's a two-part finale, but uh, we had part one. It was certainly explosive. Uh, and part two is coming up, so we'll kind of, you know, do a short little recap of part one and kind of preview what we expect to see in part two coming up this weekend. Uh, so that should be fun. Yep, exactly. Uh, so we're definitely going to talk about part one. That was a very good episode. Um, and uh, part two... Uh, as Kendall said, said we we're going to recap that as well, uh, and I think uh, next week we can also kind of recap the whole season. You know, so we kind of talk about the Star Wars Resistance as a whole and as a show, and what we hope to see going forward, and what we hope to see hopefully at Celebration. So um, that's something to look forward to. Um, uh, so we have some a couple some good stories for you guys today, some some cool stuff to talk about, uh, and of course, as I stated, I'm looking forward to talking about Resistance. Um, I'm going to do a, do something I don't normally do. I'm going to cold open here. Uh, so something we didn't talk about in pre-production. Um, uh, so a new panel was announced for Celebration. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is getting a panel at Star Wars Celebration. Um, uh, which isn't... An, I mean, it, in theory, that should be expected. <laughs> you know, because it's such a big unveiling. Um but I still think it's very, very cool that they're having a panel for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, and I look forward to seeing, watching that whole panel <laughs> and reading all descriptions of that panel when it's released online. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's really exciting. Uh, especially since a lot of people aren't going to be able to go to Galaxy's Edge. I still think it's cool that, that I feel like this is kind of the biggest, um, you know, public almost like a, a, a biggest kind of public showing of Galaxy's Edge that we've had. So I think that's really, really awesome uh, that they're having that. And it's even better that they're doing it at Celebration. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it's interesting timing, you know, because obviously, uh, you know, it, it's, Celebration can be in May, you know, they're going to be opening shortly after that so i think we'll probably get a good chunk of what the park is about what a lot of the attractions are about um and i mean i i mean i think that should be cool you know it's one of the bigger things that's happening in star wars in 2019 so it'd be kind of uh, a shame if it weren't a celebration yeah it would be um a celebration is actually in april um so it's coming up pretty I'd soon yeah it's april 11th to april 15th yeah. So it's coming up very soon, actually. So, oh boy, that's fast approaching. <laughs> so I, I cannot wait. Even though I'm not going, I still can't wait. <laughs> um, but all right, so let's jump into the topics that we have here. So first topic of the show. Um, so Iger uh, show, showed the uh, shareholders, the Disney shareholders, footage of Episode Nine. 
So they got to see some footage of episode nine. The descriptions of the footage actually leaked online, along with the fact that he showed the footage in the first place. And um, I'm we did not see these leaks, or at least I know I have not seen these leaks. I'm trying to avoid such leaks. I'm waiting for actual footage to be officially released. So I'm not I'm not trying to read these leaks, but I think it's cool that footage was shown. <laughs> um, uh, so we're so we're getting these kind of uh, detailed, almost like play by plays of of what uh, was shown. But there is footage out there, and it it is ready to be shown to the public. Um, so, Kendall, what do you what do you think this means uh, in regards to um, us possibly, hopefully, getting a trailer sometime very soon? Um, I mean, it's always significant whenever a movie cuts its first. Uh, bit of footage for anybody that's not like part of the production team or is not a part of the cast because um, then like you said that means that I mean a trailer may, maybe isn't imminent but a trailer is certainly possible in the near future um, it means that they have filmed enough uh, to put out a trailer and they've filmed enough and they've added enough CG to where like they can show people and feel comfortable showing people their product. Um, given that we're in March now, um, I feel like we talked to, we talked about celebrations in April. That still seems to be the kind of the target date for when we would see any uh, episode nine footage. I mean, I feel like it'd be, it would be strange for uh, for Disney to put any more or Lucasfilm to put any episode nine reveal before a celebration at this point you know they passed up the super bowl slot for any type of title reveal or tease um we've had all these weeks of jimmy kimmel and you know uh good morning america and all this time for a title reveal or a trailer and they've waited you know last two years ago when episode eight came out they had the uh, they they had the title come out in uh in, in January they revealed the title late January now we're in early March so they're definitely going with a different strategy but I think Disney probably is approaching this similar to how they approached uh, Avengers Endgame which I don't know if the Avengers Endgame model really worked where they announced the title along with the trailer but. That seems to be what Star Wars is trying to do. Yep. You know, I think that's what's going to happen, is my guess, is that they will get the Episode Nine title with the trailer. And I think it's an interesting concept. If you're going to do that, I think they'd be better off, best served, telling us when the, the trailer is coming. And, like, mm -hmm. having everyone watch it at once, more or less. Then, like, you know, I think you could, I think that, that would help, but I still don't know if that has the same effect. Um, what helps with Star Wars as opposed to Endgame is that we kind of already knew it was Endgame. We knew it was either Endgame or Annihilation. We didn't know, but we theorized and we figured out, basically, there were rumors, there were leaks, so when we, when you find out that it's Endgame, it's, oh, really? It's cool. Kind of knew that. We kind of knew that already. or kind of figured. With Episode Nine, I mean, almost regardless of what it is, even if it's something that's already been theorized, I would be like, I would be kind of surprised. Because, or very surprised 
because there's so many possibilities. Nothing's been leaked. Nothing's been rumored. Uh, so I would, I feel like that would probably have a little bit more of an effect, but I still would rather just have a title reveal. Would have had a title reveal by now and then release a trailer in celebration. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, you're right. I think they are trying to take the end game approach. And honestly, I don't think they should. Um, I think that this movie, I mean, they're trying to slowly, I guess, slowly build the hype. Um, but I think they should be doing what, um, uh, I mean, you, you can never recreate what happened with episode seven. Cause that was such a special thing, you know, where we got that teaser a year beforehand and then we got the second trailer at celebration and then we, you know, so they, and they revealed the title with the teaser and all this other stuff. So, I mean, we got, I mean, there was so much going on there, um, with this, it's like we're getting nothing until celebration. Um, the what's what's different with this is episode eight didn't hit the mark for everyone, and solo didn't hit the mark for everyone. So, I mean, they're not they're not doing as well as they I think they should be doing, and just in terms of um, you know pleasing the general public and pleasing the fans. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know about this whole uh, idea of holding out until April. Um, I don't think they've earned that kind of uh, that kind of leeway. I think I think in terms of the Avengers, I think they have, um, especially any anything involving the Russo brothers. They definitely have. But uh, with Star Wars lately, with the Disney Star Wars that we have right now, I don't think they have. So it's. But either way, I am very much looking forward to when when we get footage, um, and I agree with you. I think we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna get basically everything at Star Wars Celebration uh, coming up. So, um, so yeah, that happened. So hopefully, uh, we we get this. Apparently, it was a sizzle reel. I don't need to see a sizzle reel. I want to see a trailer. So I'm thinking we're gonna get this trailer uh, come Star Wars Celebration, which is fast approaching it's only a month away or i guess by the time you listen whoever's uh, listening to this less than a month away so uh yeah that's very exciting so we have that to look forward to um so some more news about galaxy's edge so galaxy's edge Iger announced that galaxy's edge is coming um earlier than we at all uh believed so galaxy's edge is coming to disney um it's coming to disneyland on may 31st and it's coming to Disney World on August 29th. So we'd all believe that it was going to come out fall or later in 2019. Which, of course, wouldn't have been ideal because, I mean, Disney World, Disneyland, who wants to go there, um, you know, in the winter, in the winter time, you know. But this makes more sense uh, just for the park itself. More people are on vacation. You know, more people are, you know, it's, it's the summertime. People want to go do things. So it just makes all the sense in the world for them to do it at around this time. Though August 29th is kind of kind of approaching fall and kind of approaching a time when people are going back to school. But, you know, it's it's still technically, I guess, uh, it's summertime. So um, it still kind of falls within that range. And um, uh, so, yeah, we're going to be getting Galaxy's Edge earlier than expected. I think that's very exciting. Um, uh, so, Ken, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean... 
I feel like, uh, I, I mean, I didn't really even think about a timeline for Galaxy's Edge. I, if you would have asked me, I would have said probably the summer. 2019. Really? So, I mean, May, I guess, is maybe a little early. I would have probably said maybe July or August. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess in theory it's not too crazy. I guess I just feel like... One, I mean, they've kind of talked about this thing for a while. Uh, they have, and we're getting a lot more details and stuff now. Yeah. In regards to what's going to be there. And I, I do wonder if I feel like there's going to be time for them to add stuff as well. Uh, like I think this is going to be kind of not a prototype version, but it's going to be, you know, a, an early an early kind of thing that they have going on now. But I think that they'll expand upon it as time goes on. Um, oh, and Kendall. Um, yeah. Just something to confirm for you, because we're getting more, hearing more things about Galaxy's Edge and the, things like the Millennium Falcon ride. So it seems like this Hondo Onaka thing is legit. So when yeah. when you're waiting online, you could sign up to be a. I think you could sign up to be a member of Hondo's crew, and like, there's an animatronic Hondo Onaka. Like they're, they're Hondo's Hondo's there. He's the guy. I don't know. I don't know why, but he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we kind of, it, it looked like that was going to be the case when, uh, you know, in the trailer, where they had, like, yeah. had some guy that looked like Ando. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a little strange, but, um, yeah, I still don't know why. Like, what, of all the people that, I mean, like, the people that are going to be going to Galaxy's Edge aren't all good. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, like, Star Wars, super Star Wars fans mm-hmm. that go there, definitely. But there's also going to be a lot of just casual fans that want to do the Star Wars line, you know? Yeah. Like, like the people that go to the that went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter or whatever it was called, uh, in Universal Studios, they weren't all Harry Potter fans or diehard Harry Potter fans, but like they still want to try it out. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, and Star Wars is an even bigger property than Harry Potter which is yep. saying a lot. So, I mean, I, I, I do wonder if it's if it's the right idea for them to use somebody that's so specific and, like, no casual Star Wars fan is going to know who Hondo is. Um, like, you have to have seen Star Wars Rebels and or Star Wars Clone Wars to know who Hondo is. Even if you watch those shows on and off, you probably don't know who Hondo is. You have to you have to watch those shows consistently to know who Hondo is. So that's that's an interesting choice. If like he's a he's a funny character and he's certainly the type of character that I could see working in that role. But it's just it's a weird choice in terms of like people are gonna be like, who is this guy? Who's this guy? Like right. you know, you would think like C three PO would be like more of the the type of person where it's like everyone knows who C three PO. Like if you're going to Star Wars, then. or like. Even R two D two or BB eight, like somebody like that, that's more of a mascot. Um, I mean, you, even Jar Jar, <laughs> believe it or not, as crazy as that sounds, like I think Jar Jar would have been a better choice. But I don't know <laughs> you think Jar Jar would have been a better choice? I mean, maybe people would have you know reacted negatively to that, but like just in terms of like the same idea. Yeah. But like, I think he's way more. Uh, 
Like, these people they, know him. Yeah, people will know. Like, <laughs> people can see Hondo. He was like, in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure why. I mean, I guess Hondo's kind of a fun character, I guess, though he was very, he was still pretty, uh, he was pretty, in- yeah, I'd say he was pretty intimidating in the Clone Wars. You know, he was, like, capturing Dooku and constantly trying to, like, you know, either swindle and or kill uh, the <laughs> Jedi protagonist in the Clone Wars. So, um, uh, but now I guess he's, he there. he's just the guy from the, honestly, from, from now on, if he's really going to be the guy at Galaxy's Edge, he's going to be the guy from Galaxy's Edge. That's how people are going to know him. Yes. You know, he's not going to be Hondo from Clone Wars. He's going to be, oh, yeah, that's that guy from <laughs> the Millennium Falcon ride. Or that's that guy from, you know, because most people haven't seen the Clone Wars, honestly. Most general people, most people that go to the park, they'd be like, oh, just some random alien guy. That's funny. You know, so I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's kind of weird. But either way, we're going to be getting it a little earlier. I thought we would be getting it later in the year. I, I mean, I thought it, it, they they probably would have been shooting for summer, but I didn't think they were gonna they were gonna make it for summer. Um, you know, that's just I think it's just because we had heard about this, like what a year ago. I mean, I don't know how long they've been working on it, but I, I feel like they pre- they finished this joint pretty fast. Honestly, it's coming out in May. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very impressed. Hopefully, he's not a rush job. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. You know. So in that case, I'm glad I'm not going to be the first one. They can iron out the kinks. <laughs> I'm not going to be the, 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 the lab rat. Yeah, the test button. The test. Yeah. <laughs> test dummy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they could they could iron out the kinks while, uh, you know, that's why it's always good to wait. Honestly. Yeah, like I'm never be the first. I'm never going to be that guy. I'm be the first online. Yeah, like, oh, test yeah. the ride, and it's like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to test the ride. You know, like. I'll let them let them work everything out. Wait till the lines get a little shorter, so you're not. It's not like you know. I gotta wait three hours for for a, a five minute Millennium Falcon ride. You know, like that's not worth it. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So if you're going to Galaxy's Edge, you plan on going to Galaxy's Edge this summer. Um, it's going to be a, a, out this summer, so that's something that you uh, definitely have to look forward to. Um, so that's pretty cool. So we have some news about uh, Matt Smith. So Matt Smith has been making headlines a lot recently regarding rumors surrounding him possibly being, uh, regarding him being anybody, Thrawn, Palpatine, whoever, just his role (laughs) in Episode 9. People have been speculating for months and months and months on end. Um, Now he's apparently saying, he's telling the LA Times that he's not in Episode 9. They asked him about his role and he said, I'm not in that movie. That's, uh, or I can get the exact quote since you know yeah, people said, are, people are already dissecting it. He said, uh, "Quote as far as I can tell, I'm definitely not in it." Yeah. Or he's, I'm definitely not. I guess. Yeah. As far as I can tell, I'm definitely not. When they asked about him being in the movie, so which is like why? Why as far as you can? I mean, I guess maybe he's just kind of joking. I guess. Yeah. It, it, see, I can't tell if it's like. One of those deals where it's like he means as far as I can tell, as like I've seen the movie, which or like I've read the script. I've heard about the movie, <laughs> as far as I can tell, I'm not in it. Or is it like as far as I can tell you, I'm not in it? You know what I mean? I, like he, like he's not allowed to tell you. So I, I, 
I, I'm guessing it's the yeah. Latter it's always it's always weird because it's a quote. Like you don't know how he said it. Yeah, you don't know the context or whether or not he was kind of being like you know coy or yeah about it. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to tell. I I I mean, if you listen to any of our our show, our podcasts, you know, I tend to take people on their word. You know, I think if he's saying he's not in it, though, uh, they point out in um, uh, shout out to Star Wars Newsnet. Um, in their article regarding the situation, they point out that uh, Pedro Pascal's representative, when they asked about him being the Mandalorian, they straight out denied it. They said yeah. that story isn't true, and then he, and then it turns out no, he is the Mandalorian, <laughs> which is like what you know. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on with regards to these actors and what they can and can't say. Um, uh, so I, I don't, so I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's possible he could still be in the movie. I guess he's just lying to us because of whatever reason they told him he needs to. I tend to, to take people on their word in that if someone says that I'm not in the movie, I'm not going to expect to see them in the movie. I'm not going to go to the theater and be like, where's Matt Smith? I, why am I not seeing Matt Smith's character? He said he's not in the movie. So I have no reason <laughs> to go into the movie expecting to see him in the movie. I'm just going to take it that he's not in the movie and we need to just assume he's not in the movie. So to me, that translates to... Well, I don't know if it translates to assume you're not going to see a young Palpatine, but assume Matt Smith is not playing a young Palpatine. That's dead, as far as I'm concerned. Really? I mean, he says he's not in the movie. How's he going to do it? I'm taking him on his worry that he's not in the movie, so I think it's dead. I, see, I feel like it's, I would say it's more likely, but I mean, I never really thought he was playing young Palpatine, mm-hmm. but if he's like really hiding it, I would say it's more likely that he's young Palpatine now than it was for me last week. I agree with that. I think if he is in the movie, I think it's much, it's much more likely he's going to play someone extremely important. You know, because, like, it'd be weird. For I mean, we had Richard E. Grant who said, you know, the the room turned upside down when he said, when his character's name was said. <laughs> and even he's allowed to say he's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it would be odd if... If, if Matt Smith uh, couldn't even say he's in the movie, um, you know, because because and because you're also like you're risking losing his fans. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think Matt Smith is like you know some A-list guy that's gonna bring millions of people to the theater just on his name alone. But right, like there are gonna be people that are gonna be like, man, Matt Smith's not even in it. Kind of stinks. Kinda yeah, want to see him in a Star Wars movie, you know, like. Yeah, the so fan like, the fandoms definitely it, overlap. Yeah, exactly. With, with Doctor Who, so I, I mean, I feel like he would like they would be best served like telling people he was in it if he weren't playing anybody important. You know, like if he were playing just a random resistance officer or a random imperial guy, like I would, I would, I would promote that. Maybe not promote who he's playing if you want to keep it a secret, but I would promote that he's in the movie, similar to Richard E. Grant, but. So that makes me think that if he is in the movie, he's playing Palpatine. Um, well, I don't know if he's playing Palpatine, but he—he he, he's like you say, he's playing somebody important more than likely, which raises my suspicion if he's playing Palpatine or not. Um, but it also, like you say, it does also raise the likelihood that he's not in the movie at all, hmm. because. I mean, I had no reason to believe he wasn't in the movie last week until this came out. So, 
Uh, if, if I thought like there was a ninety percent chance he choked in the movie, now nah, I feel like there's a seventy-five percent chance. But with that seventy-five percent chance, I also feel like it's more likely that he's playing somebody important than it was beforehand. So, hmm. wow. So you're you're still pretty sure he's in the movie? Yeah, I I feel like it'd be weird if I mean Richard E. Grant, you know, said. Uh, I, forgot who he was, I forgot who he was talking to, but he said in an interview that uh, you know he's going to have the opportunity to, to have a reunion with Matt Smith. He said uh, when he was asked about it, he said, "Yes, we're in a Christmas special and another episode together, talking about like you know them being Doctor Who together." He said, right. Uh, then they were asked, "But will they share any scenes again?" And he said, "I would be fired if I told you anything about that." So, wow. I mean, either he was cut from the movie, or he's playing somebody very important. Um, plus, Variety came out and pretty much said he's in the movie. You know, it's not like this came out of thin air. So, I, something has something's happened. Uh, <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> I don't think this is just awful reporting. Like, I, I'm trying to think. What was the last time we had like a a crazy? Um, like report that just was completely wrong. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter talking about how we're getting an Obi Wan movie and this is the director and That's true. like I, I I I feel like I always jump on a Hollywood Reporter, but they reported that that was what was happening. That still just boggles my mind. Yeah, you're not wrong about that because I, I was thinking about even like the Mary Jane thing with Zendaya, where they were like, yeah. she's not Mary Jane, she's not Mary Jane Watson, and I'm like. She's definitely going to be Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> report this out of thin air. I mean, she ended up being a version of the character. It was semantics, whether or not she was Mary Jane or not. But um, I feel this could be one of those deals where I don't think it's going to be like, you know, something like where, like, oh, yeah, he's in it, but he's not in it. But, you know, I feel like uh, you also have to wonder, I mean, maybe it's a voice thing. I, I mean, I don't know. That's the other option. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. An alien, or he's playing a CGI character. Yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, if he were an alien, I'd be like, well, you're still in the movie. You know. If he were, like, in makeup and as an alien, I'd be like, well, you're still in the movie. But maybe that's where the joke comes in, where, like, as far as I can tell. Yeah, this would be semantic stuff, man. I yeah, wish people could just. Yeah. I wish people would just be honest. Why can't you just be honest and just be like, yeah, I'm in the movie? Like, so what? Like, I don't know. I hate when they play games like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, all right. So, I mean, I don't know. Either way. It also filmed in the UK, which, you know, being a London or British actor, makes it uh, makes it more like likely that you would do that. Mm, right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, we shall see. Hopefully, um... I hope he's in. The, I especially hope he's in the movie now because that means he's playing somebody very important. So, which <laughs> which would be exciting. Um, all right, so I want to talk a little bit about Queen Shadow. I am getting through Queen Shadow. Um, I'm about a third of the way through the book. It's a book about Padme Amidala and her, um, basically her early days in the Senate. It starts out with her as queen. And her no longer being queen, um, and then her being becoming basically becoming a senator. Um, the new queen asks her to be a senator, 
uh, following Palpatine, who was the uh, senator before, um, now chancellor. And uh, she, and you know, she uh, humbly accepts the role. Um, I I like the relationship she has with her handmaidens, who are very much in the background in uh, Episode One, um, as well as the Clone Wars, very much in the background. Um, I like her relationship with them. I like that they're getting their their own like. Not arcs necessarily, but but they each have their own. They're like actual characters in in her story and her world, and she's a very important Star Wars character. So, um, you know, I think that's really cool. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, um, it gets into the the world of the Republic and the politics of the Republic. I've already been introduced to a few Clone Wars characters, Clovis, who's in the Clone Wars. As well as um, I forget her name, the the senator uh, that is the leader of the separatists. Well, she's not the leader of the separatists, but she is a separatist. The se- the separatist politician that used to be a, a senator. Um, she's in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and that episode, uh, me and Kendo actually recently watched an episode with her in it, um, where she died, which is unfortunate. <laughs> she she ends up, or we find out that she died or whatever. But. Um, uh, but yeah, I, her name is just escaping me right now. But we're introduced to a couple of pe- uh, people that we already uh, saw in the in the Clone Wars, so that is really, really. Uh, I was already oh, like, so wow. It's, uh, Mina Bonteri. Yes, Bonteri. We were already introduced. We were introduced to her, and we were introduced to Clovis, um, who had links with the banking clan and whatnot, and and uh, Padme had to like not seduce him, but like use her past relationship with him to to uh you know get get information he was in the clone wars right yeah yeah, yeah i remember that so uh you were introduced to him i saw how she met both of them uh uh so th- it's stuff like that that's always really interesting i always love when the canon kind of melts together and and forms a, a like a cohesive universe so it's very very cool um, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already in on this book. They are, they already, they have my attention. Um, I am in. Uh, I am wondering what's going to happen. Someone already tried to kill Padme. So it is, it's, it's intense. You know, it's intense. I am digging it. Um, and uh, you know, shout out to E.K. Johnston. She did a great job with Ahsoka. Um, and she's doing a great job with Padme. I'm just gonna keep it real. <laughs> uh, so so far, I'm I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting into the rest of it. Um, uh, I don't know. Just quickly, kind of, do you have any any thoughts or any 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 comments regarding Queen Shadow? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that uh, I mean, it's really truly like delving into Padme's past and like her her relationships that have already been kind of teased or you know set up in all these different mediums of star wars you know it's not like this isn't one of those things where they're like we're just going to create a completely new story with new characters that you never heard of right we never mentioned just to fit what we want to tell you know they're saying we're gonna kind of uh tie in kind of some loose ends that we maybe never really got to in the clone wars never got to in this or right that, so I mean that's certainly uh, that's certainly smart. 
you know, you wonder, you know, who in the story group kind of helped piece t- some of the stuff together. Whether Dave Filoni even had a uh, kind of a not a say, but a, a hand yeah. in helping it out, you know. But yeah, that's is interesting. Yep, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so to close out the show, uh, we definitely want to talk about Resistance. Um, uh, so this episode is is this uh, No Escape? This is the title of the episode. I believe uh, yes, it is. part one. Yeah, No Escape Part One. Um, so, uh, as the title suggests, uh, basically Kaz and um, uh, uh, Kaz and, and Niku and and uh, those those kids, they're kind of uh, trapped, basically, in or on the the Colossus, um, and they're they're trying to find a way to fight back. That's basically what's happening in the episode, and uh, Tam is still being is being offered uh, to an opportunity to basically join the the first order, possibly as a Tie Fighter pilot, which would be crazy. Um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Golden Trooper. Why am I? Why am I? I'm, I'm. Did they ever say his name? I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, they say his name a lot. Um, uh, shoot, it's not. <laughs> I just look at him as the golden trooper. <laughs> <laughs> golden first order guy. Uh, and he is. Hold on. I'm sure. We, I'm sure. If you, if you say the name, I'll remember it. But. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's not coming to me. But. <laughs> uh, but that, but that guy, the golden trooper, is still. Uh, he's still basically still hunting them, uh, hunting them, John, hunting the Kaz down, uh, hunting down Pyre, yeah, Commander Pyre. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, Doza keeps yelling at him. <laughs> I was like, I knew, I, knew, I knew his name was said. Um, but yeah, Commander Pyre. <laughs> I literally, I just googled gold for first order story. <laughs> Pyre was the first thing that came up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Commander. So Commander Pyre's basically it's like he's running the Colossus. At this point, Doza's locked up. Um, uh, 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 Yeager's locked up. So I mean, this is a very, very dire situation. Um, so Tam, or, um, not Tam, Kaz was able to link up with um, uh, with uh, 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 Tora Doza, and they were basically. Um, uh, uh, well, what what is it that they're tr- exactly that they're trying to do now? Kaz and Tora. Yeah, Kaz and Tora, yeah. Well, aren't they... Well, they, they have to get... Don't Aren't they trying to, like, get to whatchamacallit? Uh, Captain Dilda? Yeah, yeah, they're trying to free him. Yeah, trying to free him, I guess, him and Eager. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, they're in pretty dire straits. The, the Colossus has been completely taken over. Um, they are... Don't have any weapons... They don't have any help. Uh, Pyre basically put out the order to confine everyone in their rooms and for them not to leave. So it's a really, really bad situation. Um, towards the end of the episode, uh, Kaz and Tora basically see that scene in the First Order when Hux fires Stark, fires Stark or the base for the first time and it blows up the Hosnian system. 
Um, now Kaz, uh, you know, had been basically been previously talking about how his dad, his dad is a big shot on Hazian Prime, and he's gonna have his senator, uh, his uh, you know, the Senate come and send help. And the new republic's gonna, new republic's gonna send help, but they destroyed the whole Hazian system. They destroyed his home. They destroyed his family. Uh, it, it, he is just, I don't, and he's watched it happen. You see the whole speech, which is extremely crazy to see in a cartoon. Um, and, uh, that basically you just see that scene happen, uh, which is very, very chilling. Um, but kind of, how did you feel about this episode? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was decent. You know, I think the, it, it I don't want to say it moved kind of slow, but like the beginning was kind of like, it was a lot of, you know, it, 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 I mean, look, the beginning was still better than most episodes of Resistance. Still pretty fairly intense compared to every other episode. Um, we had, you know, Doza, like, basically, like, getting arrested, or right. almost getting arrested uh, by Pyre, and, like, the intensity kind of ratcheted up right after that moment. Um, we had, uh, uh, what's your name again? The the girl that's being recruited to the First Order. Tam? Tam. We, we, we were seeing Tam getting recruited by the First Order. That's something we kind of assumed at this point was going to happen, but to see it happen is still very, still an interesting plot line that they will see develop into Season 2 even more deeply. But obviously the takeaway from this episode was that last scene where they they do the, the Huck speech, which I'd be honest, I think the Huck speech was way more intense in this show than it was in the first order. <laughs> in the first, in the Force <laughs> you know, it kind of was a throwaway scene in the Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, cool. But then you like you really feel the effect when like someone's like a bunch of guys are watching it like from afar and like. You realize like the stakes and what's happening. Yep. And when you're watching The Force Awakens, you really don't know what's gonna happen. You know, you're kind of watching yeah. it with everybody else. But now that you know what's gonna happen, what he's talking about, it's it's way more intense. So, um, yeah, I thought that was an excellent scene. Uh, and I, I honestly, I thought that rivaled any not anything, but a lot of of the best scenes in Rebels, which. Uh, maybe not like the fight scenes because not on that level, but just in terms of like, you know, what happened. I mean, it was pretty crazy. Now, obviously, they cheated in the sense that they, they took straight from the Force Awakens. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like literal canon happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, yeah, that exactly. But that doesn't really happen in the in, in a lot of these other shows. So, right. um, yeah, I thought that was crazy. Um, and they talked about in like on StarWars.com how like. Uh, that's something that they knew they wanted to build up to, and that they they knew coming in that they that the last episode would be would tie into the Force Awakens and be during the Force Awakens. So I, I also though I felt like they've recently the last couple weeks been trying to kind of shoehorn Kaz being rich, not shoehorn it, but like kind of remind people, right? Oh yeah, by the way, do you know Kaz is rich? Oh yeah, Kaz. Yeah, Dad's a senator, right? Yeah. Yep. Obviously, that that I think this is why you know just to remind people like this didn't come out of nowhere, um, but yeah, no, I think that was certainly certainly the craziest, the biggest OMG moment of the, of the season so far, 
and one of the bigger OMG moments I've seen since Rebels started. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, um, and which is crazy because the season season of finale released part two of it isn't even hasn't even come up yet. Yeah, part two hasn't even come out yet. Um, and I don't. I have no idea what to expect from part two. I mean, if this is part one, you know, um, and I agree, this was definitely probably this is one of the bigger moments that have happened in Star Wars animated anything animated in uh, Star Wars. I mean, this is a, such a huge part of the canon of Star Wars just as a whole at this point, um, and to just have that broadcast shown in Star Wars Resistance is huge, um, uh, and it means a lot that the, you know the the First Order troopers all over the galaxy are just watching. They're telling the guys, like, listen, stop what you're doing and watch this broadcast. Uh, which is just, wow. You know, it really, really is uh, a chilling sight to see. Um, uh, overall, I agree. The episode started off kind of slow, but it definitely picked up towards the end. Um, and at this point, I'm looking forward to the second part. I still wish they had just combined them both into one week, but you know, especially if it's a two-parter, but I don't know. I mean, what can you do? Um, either way, we will be recapping uh, the both the the series finale or series finale. Hopefully not the season finale <laughs> and um, uh, season one of Star Wars Resistance next week. Uh, so yeah, that's to look forward to. That should be a lot of fun. And um, uh, hopefully, we get some some information about season two uh or actually not even hopefully i know we will get information on season two at uh, star wars celebration so that is and which again is fast approaching basically less than a month away so i'm extremely extremely excited about that uh because we're at this point at that point we will be post episode seven maybe even post episode eight depending on what (laughs) depending on what happens in uh the show so we have that to look forward to. Um, but all right, so that will do it uh, for this episode of the Imperial Broadcast. So we had a couple of good stories um, uh, to talk about uh, next time. Ta- next week, I may actually be done with Queen Shadow. I'm getting through it pretty fast. It's an easy, it's an easy read. It's it's very um, interesting, which is helping. <laughs> it's interesting and it's very short. Comparatively speaking, compared to the other Star Wars books, this one is much, much shorter. So I may actually be finished with it next show. So maybe I'll review that. Like I said, we're going to be reviewing Star Wars Resistance. And um, we will be reviewing, uh, or uh, basically we'll just be recapping uh, whatever news drops within the next week as usual. Uh, That'll do it for this show. Uh, I'm Shamari, joined by Keno. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Everything you will do, and everything you will do, just make the force be with you.